Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm Team Jacob? Definitely didn't see that coming. It's a rock and a hard place situation. I'm Anna Alex. Whatever. And this week, <laughs> we are talking about the Twilight Saga Eclipse. That's not correct. <laughs> and this week, we are talking about the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 7. He'll get there eventually, folks. And we are talking about, about New Moon. Uh, it all runs together. It's fine. Um, yeah. Considering how much wheel spinning goes on in this movie, yeah. I, I we're, we're in movie two. <laughs> we're in movie two, and it already feels like we're in movie six. <laughs> yeah. So the Twilight Saga: New Moon, directed by Chris Weitz in two thousand nine. Wait, wait. His name is Chris Weitz. W e i t z. Weitz. Weitz. Oh, Wits maybe. Know. I don't know. Dang, you got you got my hopes up. I'm so sorry. That would that would have been incredible. I'm so sorry. It's just direct, and the director's name is literally White. It has a 28% <laughs> critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 60% audience score. Tyler, is this better than the first Twilight? And then what's your best thing and your worst thing? I don't know. I don't know nothing no more. The answer is no. <laughs> it's just like. It gets it gets off the rails. I think it's a very strange movie. Like, oh yeah, it's... the first one was weird too, but this one's weirder. Yeah, um, which is weird trip. because at the same time, on a production level, it feels a lot more normal. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to dissect um, it. My best thing about this movie. Um, I mean, I would have to say it is it is probably the look in general. Um, Fascinating. I I think it's a little bit more crisp. Uh, just and and kind of as you were talking, about, I don't know if the budget got raised for this one. Um, oh, I'm sure it did. Uh, we we need to check the the numbers on that. But I'll I'll, I'll look into the the budgets for the Twilight movies yeah. while you while you continue because uh, you can tell that it's it's it seems to be kind of. Uh, I mean, it's a brighter movie. Like, the lighting seems to be better. Um, well, the, the, clearly the color palette is not washed out like the yes, first one is. Yes. Uh, and, in general, I mean, effects look better. Um, the The wolves are surprisingly decent, considering this movie came out in, in 2008. I mean, it's not... They're, they're cartoonish, but it's not like, you know... No, I agree. They're, they're fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, at, like, at no point was I like, oh, I'm taken out of the movie. These yeah, just look like trash. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not quite the the Game of Thrones uh, direwolves uh, in terms of melding in with the 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 scene, but it's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I like the look of the the creepy Italian vampires with their their red eyes and everything. Um, yeah. G- generally, I feel like the the and I think I think it literally is just production value. Um, but I think it is a, a decently shot movie. Um, I think it's 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 enjoyable enough to watch. It's it's easy on the eyes. Um, yeah. 
This this would also be one where I could. It, it's a contender. I'm not going to go with it, but it is one where I could probably go for the score. Um, as our our classic. Uh, here come the sequels motto is that if your movie is if the best thing about your movie is the score it probably means it's not a very good movie or um, it's the greatest movie or it's a very very good movie uh and then and you literally just can't pick anything uh, right that is not the case here uh but the, i i do like the score it's got sort of like a like almost like a danny elfman thing going on i feel like um it's sort of a a, a mix of that and um maybe some more because i mean the the director or the Composer was Alexandre Desplat, if I've said that right. Oh, the guy who did the last two who, Harry Potters? He did the last two Harry Potter movies, which we we were not really over the mood on in terms of those scores or those nope. movies. Um, because they're trash? Yes. But <laughs> the... Uh, not trying to ruffle anyone's feathers in this Twilight podcast. <laughs> um, but he's, I mean, he's, he's won awards for other scores he's done. I, I get the feeling that that probably was not his most inspired work, and and here I, I mean I think it's pretty good. There's 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 some be I mean it, it is maybe a little overdone at times, but I I like the feel of it quite a bit. Um, overall, I I think I kind of understand the tone maybe a little more of this movie, like it, or that maybe the tone is more normalized. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, um, but it feels I, more I like would a movie. argue that a lot of the changes in terms of having a higher budget and better production values actually makes it worse. Yeah. Because it, it almost tries to take Including the look of the movie, but I will get into that. Because it almost tries to take it too seriously, I assume, is, is where you're going with that. Like, it's it's sort of... Not quite. I'll, okay. I'll, okay. I'll, let, we'll I'll let you finish with um, your, your worst thing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely... It doesn't have the same the same style, the same sort of sense of, like, they are trying to go for something very specific... Yeah, um, and maybe not quite succeeding versus this, where it, it, it is a lot more plain. Um, but overall, I I enjoyed watching the movie because of that. Because like the physical act of my eyes being on the screen were you know I I think was improved for this. So we'll we'll stick stick with that for now. Um, I mean, my worst thing about this, I think, is just how much we've upped the uh, kind of flat dialogue sort of sort of flat acting as well of yep. everyone involved um, yep it's it's just a lot more e- everyone except anna kendrick basically and she's just, she's in this movie she even gets, less than the first one she gets one scene and it's like oh she's she's talking like it's it's fun because she is talking like she's talking about the fact that that she has like normal problems and like is complaining about normal things and like Meanwhile, Bella's over here hallucinating about her vampire boyfriend, and and Anna Kendrick's like, ah, that, life, person, you're real, and then and then that's the one she, scene she gets, and then pretty much the rest of the movie is people who are talking very monotone, they're saying very heavy, weighty things like, I I need to be with you. The you know this you can't be with me. I'll hurt you. You it's need just to like stay every, away from me. I'm too yes. dangerous. But don't you dare go back to the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Every conversation is is some sort of play on that, and it drags. And there's a lot. Yes. Um, yeah, this is wheel spinning the movie. This is the Twilight Saga wheel spinning. Yes. That's that's the new title that I just came up with. That I believe is it. Holy original. <laughs> 
Um, my best thing is <coughs> is probably going to be the opening scene. Mm-hmm. The dream sequence where Bella thinks that she's seeing her grandmother and then Edward walks out of nowhere and and she's like, "Oh, don't 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 show her how you look in the sunlight. We don't know. You nobody's supposed to know that you're a vampire." And then it turns out that it's actually her as an old lady. Mm-hmm. Like, "Oh, that's effective. Yep. I get it." I'm like, "I get her anxiety. Like they they very nice and succinctly for people that maybe haven't <laughs> seen the first one, although I don't know why you're watching New Moon if you haven't seen Twilight. <laughs> um it very succinctly lays out the conflict for her. Yes. I'm like, oh, that's very effectively done. And then the rest of the movie is just not even it's, close to that. By the way, literally, I, I have not gotten nearly as far in this book as I did. Last last time I just about finished Twilight by the time we recorded. This time I'm about a fifth of the way through. I'm not very far into it. Um, I'm actually enjoying it. I, I think her writing has improved quite a bit between between books. Um, oh, my. Which is, like, I, I sort of read... It's, it's the sort of thing where she... Stephanie Meyer... Uh, it sort of feels like she is overreaching in some respects where she's trying to get a little too prosy. Um, blue prose, I think, is the, the industry term for it, uh, being very flowery and, and kind of over the top and, and could probably trim it back down a bit. But I think overall it, it feels like she's she's improved her writing style. And so I, I'm actually pretty into it. I'm I'm hoping to maybe catch back up for the next one or at least by the the second part of the, of the last book uh, when we get there. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, that that scene is is ripped directly from the uh, from the book. There, I figured. Like, um, the only other scene that I found also real- also let one last note on that. Clearly, uh, the inspiration for uh, a ripoff by Ryan Johnson in the Last Jedi that hack uh, with the uh, the mirrors and the introspection. Uh, no one has ever thought to do that before. It would be great if they asked Ryan Johnson like at now. Like, what, what what were some of your inspirations for The Last Jedi? And he's like, well, you know, obviously the original Star Wars and, and some other things. Like, he starts listing off some, like, hipster, like, films, like, indie stuff that he really likes. He's like, yeah, and Twilight. No, 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 no. The Twilight Saga, New Moon. <laughs> the movie. He didn't even the read movie. the book. No, just, just that movie. Not, none of the other ones. Um, the only other moment that I found artistically inspiring was just her looking out her window and it's just like yes. circling around her as it goes through through the different again months. i'm like um, i've seen that before but i think it's pretty well done yes again the the uh in, in the book when you get to that point at least uh the she edward leaves her she gets back into her house and everything and then you you turn the page and there's there's like four straight pages that are just they literally just have the heading october november december January in the middle of the page. And it's pretty yeah. cool. And so, uh, again, sort of thing where it's like, you, you, the the beat was laid out for them. Although it is, well, again, it's I like the look of that. It's well shot. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting little thing. Yeah. You see, like, the kids running around for Halloween in October, and, like, there's some... It's neat. With, with regards to worse things, there's a ton of stuff I could point to. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, overall, just the one thing that can kind of encapsulate everything is just it's boring. Yeah, and like I said, wheel spinning. Um, let, let me try and break it down a little bit. So, in terms of budget, the first one was budgeted at thirty-seven million. The mm-hmm. this one was fifty million. Okay, so not a huge bump up, but a, a significant bump up. Um, 
the last couple are over a hundred million, which Ooh. I don't know how that's gonna work. Ooh. Um Oh no. <laughs> yes. Oh no, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> um but I think making this not feel so much like an indie semi art house yeah, movie true. hurts it a lot. Particularly with the with the color palette. Like it does aesthetically it looks more pleasing to the eye. It looks mm-hmm. better. It looks mm-hmm. more competently shot than the first movie. However, brightening up the colors, making it a little more saturated, I feel like that becomes distracting because a lot of scenes like where Edward is standing in the woods, I'm like, the way it's lit, it looks like it's a sunny day. Sure, sure. Like every single scene feels yeah. like it doesn't seem like super super yeah. cloudy or anything, and, and so, it's the kind of thing too where the the like we were just talking about kind of some a lot of the weird dialogue and the the kind of flat acting that can operate more under that sphere of like this is a very specifically crafted thing, yeah. Uh, with you know, and and of course, obviously, the point is in universe that everything's dark because they're living they're trying to live in this rainy city so that yeah. they don't you know all that stuff but well, yeah the, is... the color palette and everything does color all of that so that it, it does feel like you you i mean kind of like what you were talking about with the fact that you weren't bothered by the effects in the last one right where it's like you can get away with that if the movie is all around has this sort of feel of like a sort of weird indie thing that probably didn't get the best production value and all that stuff like yeah, yeah. Yeah, I follow. Um, but yeah, the, the first one has a cheapness to it that actually adds some mm-hmm. authenticity that that this one kind of just steers away from completely. Uh, the the first one just it feels very off kilter and weird, and that goes all the way down to like how the characters are behaving. Everyone's super awkward. Nobody interacts quite like a human should. Sure. Like I said, in, the, in when we talked about the first one, half of it felt like. Oh, people are just awkward when they interact, and and this is this this is nice. These are just fun interactions between characters, and then the other half is just aliens, just yeah. just people yeah. that don't know how to interact with each other, and it's just weird and and very off putting, I mm-hmm. guess. Whereas with this one, everything's just kind of averaged out, and everything's just super bland in terms of how the characters interact. And I think that hurts the acting a lot. Yeah. Um, Robert Pattinson comes off less creepy, so I guess that's a positive, <laughs> except he's in it for, like, 20 minutes. He also, uh, I think, comes across as more of, like, tired old man, <laughs> now that you've taken away some of the creepy. like I feel Which like I'm it, fine with, because he would be acting like true, a tired old man. But it's just, like, it, again, talking about how everything's kind of more boring. Yeah. Um, well, it's just I funny, because he... he I'm bothered less by Edward in this one than I was the first one because it's just super creepy in the first mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. But then it balances out because uh, Bella becomes a lot more creepy. Um, sure. And because everything is just sort of normalized and the dialogue's just made super bland and average, Kristen Stewart's like natural awkwardness in terms of how she approaches acting mm-hmm. does not come across at all. Yeah. I you, found her... There's- and, there's and a I, lot of her, she was my best thing in the first one and in this one I was like she is an I am so nonplussed by her performance in this. There's a lot of her trying to act to express like act through mannerisms around the dialogue almost and it's it's yeah. pretty distracting. Like she does the thing where she like licks her lips 
Yeah. Or like, show, like that. She's Kristen she has, Stewart has infamously has open mouth syndrome. She she has a very like. It's like she's of, wearing a Batman mask, but she's not. <laughs> uh, at least she doesn't talk like that. You know, it could be worse. <laughs> Actually, that might made it, made it more awkward, which would have made it better. <laughs> Edward, Edward, I love you. Edward, yeah, I leave. Exactly. Um, no, she. I feel like she almost kind of overacts with her face in a lot of ways. Um, in in terms of trying to kind of like make that come across, yeah, and and it, I mean, like we we both kind of agree that it worked in the last one. In this one, it's just like the dialogue is so just plotting. Well, I guess the idea nothing. with the the dialogue and everything just becoming more normalized is that the characters are finally like starting to come into their own. Sure, like every everybody's kind of filling out their their relationships and like who they 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 end up being right. at the end of right. this. But for me, I, don't, I was just—I don't think that's what they were going for. <laughs> probably not. But the whole time, I was just like, "Well, Bella's still like creepy, obsessed with Edward, and and she's suicidal, and everything that I was worried about with the first one in terms of how of how unhealthy their relationship is is <laughs> just pushed to the nth degree." I like the idea um, that over the course of this, you're just going to become increasingly like concerned for these characters' well-being. Like they really need to see somebody like this. This isn't healthy. I mean, it's not. <laughs> No, but just like like that's your re- not not like taking it as like ah this is bad character development or whatever this is this is unreal just like oh my gosh these characters I feel for them they need to they need to find help I don't know they're all just kind of terrible <laughs> and, uh, and and the this movie's way too long um yes. I don't know how much of how much wheel spinning there is in the book and you know yeah, you're only will, like a fifth of the way through I will give an update. Uh, okay. I will say one one thing just right off the bat. Uh, the scene where she walks up to the guys uh, in the after they see the movie, after her and Anna Kendrick see the movie. Yeah. And she like is walking up. And there's like the gang in the book. She just sort of like she walks up. She she sees Edward or she. I think she only hears his voice. I don't think she actually like sees a hallucination of him. But I guess that would have been confusing. Um, uh, but um. She she sees she's like trying to figure out if it's the same guys that like cornered her, uh, and she and and there's also I think more of a sense the idea is that she's trying to like, uh, get the or like continue to hear his voice in her head. Like, yes. Okay. I don't, do, and the do, only and the only way she can do it is by seeking adrenaline <laughs> fueling situations yes. like like super risky things yes. that that will yes. draw. I can't tell if it's hallucinations or if it's actually some kind of mutant power where she, he's reaching out to her. <laughs> I think it's mostly hallucinations because he doesn't. Well, then she's crazy and needs psychiatric assistance. Okay, correct. Yes, that's accurate. It's the same um, thing as is Clark seeing the, his dad on the mountain of Batman <laughs> versus Superman, where I'm like, quit talking about a hero cake. You're insane. <laughs> we can say a lot of things, a lot of bad things about this movie, but there is no monologue about hero cake. I can I can give it that. Um, <laughs> just thinking about that scene makes me laugh. <laughs> anyway, um, the uh, I was gonna say, oh yeah, the she she walks up to the guys, and then in the in the book she's kind of like, oh I'm I'm sorry, I thought you were someone I knew, and then she walks away, and then she gets on the motorcycle with the guy, yeah, and they drive down the street. And then she like it's and then she freaks out and then the scene just ends. I'm like, you could have. It's very strange. Like, 
this movie keeps starting and then stopping like five seconds yeah. afterwards. It's yeah. very bizarre. Like I said, wheel spinning. Um, that's going to be a, a constant theme through this, and I feel like it's going to be a theme for the uh, the remaining three movies. Very possible. Um, there are so many scenes where she confronts Jacob in the woods or around town, and he's like, you need to stay away from me, I'm dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then they proceed mm-hmm. to hang out. Like, it, it keeps happening, like, several times. It was it, so bizarre, and you could easily... I, I say this a lot, you could easily cut a half an hour out of this movie. This movie's like two hours and twenty minutes, right? Mm-hmm. This movie is way too long. Yeah. And, and... I was gonna say it has so little to actually say, which is weird because for the first third, I thought it was at least interesting, and then Jacob became a werewolf or whatever, and then the movie just like sure. just entered a loop of of not nothing happening. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much up until like I was enjoying everything in a sense up until literally the point where he's like. He starts freaking out at Mike at the theater. Yeah, like everything up to is kind of fun to see to have the 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 kind of. Also, was Mike nerdy guy. still dating Anna Kendrick? I no no no. There's a, there's a. Did um, I miss something? They did there's a, a line. They did a terrible job. They did explaining do that. There's a line um. In the, uh, or where it, you can see it in the it says it in the subtitles. I don't even know if you would be able to, to catch it just listening, um. Or Anna Kendrick, when she's talking to, to Bella before she goes to walk up to the motorcycle gang, uh, she says, like... And then Mike says she said he wanted to be just friends over the summer or something like that. So she actually, like... But it's, it's Anna it's delivered Kendrick. Literally as... <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel no sympathy for Mike when he's turning down Anna Kendrick. <laughs> I I think Mike might be worse than Edward and Jacob. Yeah, I th- he might, I think he's the worst of the bunch because he turned down Anna Kendrick. That's supposed to be the idea. Um, but I was gonna say sure. it's it's fun to see him because he's he's supposed to be kind of like the the soft loser boy kind of guy uh, interacting with 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 her and and Jacob, and he's clearly like not even in Bella's league in that regard. Yeah, and like, like although that's a- what is Bella's league? I have. It- <laughs> uh, clearly, no, 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 didn't you get it, Alex? It's it's people who are dangerous to her. Uh, too too dangerous, and she has to stay away, but she can't stay away. That's 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 her type. I, I thought this was fairly clear over the course of these two movies. Um, I, I don't know how you missed I that. Hate it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, literally, like at that point where they're in, they're in the theater and they she has a conversation with Jacob, and it feels like oh maybe this is the last conversation they'll have. That's going to be like, hey, why don't we date or something? Or actually, no, they haven't even at that point. They haven't even like he's not dangerous, so that. Well, it's, it's even way. worse because that opening scene, where, like, at the theater where they're waiting on Bella to buy tickets, where Jacob and Mike are mm-hmm. arguing with each other, and then he's like, you know, I heard this movie's terrible. Why did you choose this? Why did you select us to go to this movie? It's a bad idea. And it's like, Jacob, you're not even in this circle of friends. What are you doing <laughs> here? You're going to say, Jacob, you're not even in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have been. And then, And then... Something that that I kind of criticized in the previous movie, I was like Taylor Lautner's voice. He sounds like he sounds like a little boy. Like it's, it's yeah. super high pitched. I didn't realize he was supposed to be younger than her. Yes, I think they established that. I don't remember that. I'm pretty and sure they do. I that could, be could wrong. that could be my fault. If so, then then there you go. I'm gonna go ahead and, and uh, blame you and not give you the benefit of the doubt. 
Okay, even though it's Twilight we're talking about. Yes, accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... And and going back to the, the actors and the... I mean, Taylor Lautner also suffers from this, um, but he the actors fine. being... I, I feel like he was very especially after they turned they turned the werewolf switch, um, I feel like he got really bland. I feel like every conversation between him and, and Bella was very, very just like flat back and forth. And and it, I mean it goes back to what we were talking about, um with the I, I mentioned on the last episode that there's kind of a quote unquote controversy about this. Um, because the the previous director was a female director, clearly it's a movie with a female protagonist, female like kind of lead, supposed to be coming from that perspective. It's um, a romance. It's a romance. Uh, but then they the, she stepped down because she didn't want to immediately churn out another one of these, which probably also tells you something about the production of this movie. Um, and then they proceed to hire only guys. I, I presume white guys. I could be wrong uh, for the rest of the for the the remainder of the the series. Um, and I, I think that it really shows that she was probably better at getting the performances out. Like it, it, this movie, I think almost makes you, you look back and think, huh, that, that first movie was about the best performances we, we were going to get out of these characters (laughs) (coughs) or out of these actors, I should say. I agree with that with regards to everyone except for Robert Pattinson, and that's just because he's too creepy in that first one for me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair, <laughs> but I, I think in this one he has no personality, shine, like, whatsoever. No, not really. Not really. Um, this is where the, the soap opera-ness that I referred to in the last one, it really starts to kick in, mm-hmm. where it's just, it's just long yes. scenes where they don't actually say anything and they just kind of stare at each other. Yeah. Um... And it's, I mean, it's so, because, like, it, it is like what you're saying, where it keeps starting starting and stopping, because um, they they establish the werewolf stuff, uh, or actually, no, they don't establish it yet, because Bella's in the woods, and then she sees... Just after... like the vampire stuff in the first movie, they should have gotten to that a lot faster. Yes. They build up to, there are a bunch of werewolves, I'm like... It's probably not fair to say I know from outside sources that he's a werewolf and they're all werewolves, but it's not that it's not that <laughs> difficult to figure out. Okay? Yeah. This movie, much like the first one, get get straight to the point faster. It takes like <laughs> half the freaking movie for them to get to Oh hey, Jacob's a werewolf, isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. Uh but that's what I was gonna say. She goes she goes walking in the woods and she sees Laurent. Laurent um, Dreadlocks Vampire Laurent Laurent the Dreadlocks Vampire Um, who doesn't need to be in this movie oh I think that's a neat little it's like okay they're they're bringing that character back that's kind of interesting yes but he he doesn't serve enough of a purpose oh also one thing uh, Victoria is is the the redheaded evil vampire lady right yes I got it wrong. Apparently, Bryce Dallas Howard replaces her in the next one. So this Ah. one was the same actress as the first one. Okay. Interesting. I was gonna no, say I I I looked another that screw up. up on my part. She's she's in like one action sequence in this movie, and she's moving fast for most of it, so you can't even tell. Yes, you literally. I thought that I thought that they had replaced her. I thought that you were right about that, and I just like didn't catch it until it was too late. And then I, and then she wasn't back in the movie again. And I was like, oh okay, I guess that's fine. Like oh wait wait wait. Um, so she served no purpose in this plot. And we can cut that sequence <laughs> out. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is I I like the idea of bringing that that Lauren guy back. I think that's interesting. Because it's like, oh, 
Edward left, but then he didn't he didn't count on the fact that people might come back to to hurt her again. Like he didn't leave her protected and all that. Like that's an interesting idea. And he, I'm not me, sure how I feel about my, that. Let me finish my maybe point. It makes let me Edward finish out to be my an idiot. Point. Yeah, they're all idiots. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I generally I think that that's like a, an interesting thing. Of okay, so they're they're um. Uh, they they left and they left this kind of vacuum and now now he's come back and this this Laurent guy's come back and he he finds Bella and he's like oh attractive blood do? or whatever yeah lady sure. um lady then, with the blood and then she he goes to attack her and and I I like that scene and I and he go, I think that's that's an interesting scene and then he goes to attack her and then the werewolf show up and they 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 kill him and I think that's all interesting and that was the point where I was like oh so this is kind of because he mentions Victoria in that scene, I was like, "Oh, so this is where we're going with the end of this, like the the second half of this movie or whatever." Is that then now they got to take down Victoria or whatever, and she's going to be the big, the big evil whatever. And then <laughs> that's funny they spend because the... I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> then and they guess spend... what, folks? That's not what happens. They spend half an hour uh, with they chase her down. Bella knows she's out there. And is scared of her, but then decides to go cliff jumping at that exact same time. Um, she keeps going out into the woods when she knows she's not safe. Well, it's fine before that, but like then after that point, it should be like, okay, I'm gonna stay in lockdown until I like, kill this vampire lady, and then and then. We'll... Or if she's suicidal, actually play that up. Well, and, they, like, she's have she's it not. Be she's actively looking for Victoria. Or something. I mean, they, they they seem to make it clear that that's not what she, what they're going for. Like that, she just is trying to push it to see continue to see edward um not so much suicidal as psychotic uh but she 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 sees uh victoria in the water after the wolves chase victoria into the water and it's like oh victoria's gonna get her what's what's gonna happen there and then jacob just oh i forgot the last scene it's uh, with victoria it's great because because she's she's poking her head above the water and then she just sinks under and that's that's she leaves the movie at that point I'm like, oh yeah, she drowned. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, that was like then, like the snap cut from Bella sleeping to Edward over in the corner of her room in the first one. It had comedic timing. Yes, like I was almost expecting a like like when she goes down. I was expecting a whoop 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 like like a funny <laughs> little Three Stooges sound effect when she did that. Yeah, um, and I, I I and like after that point, Bella comes back and then she sees, uh. Alice, the, the the female vampire who can see the future, and I, and I'm like, okay, this is this is this is okay. So we're getting the vampires back. Like this is all that's what we're doing with this. Where it's going to be them against Victoria, and that's going to be and the werewolves are going to be it's it's going to be a thing. And then like we get some interaction with her and and Jacob, and that's kind of interesting. And I'm like, okay, I, that's, I see what we're what we're doing here. You know, this is this is building up to be a nice little final final act here. And then Jacob tells Edward. That Charlie is preparing for a funeral, which Edward perceives as Bella is dead because Alice saw Bella jumping off the cliff, and because Jacob is a terrible person, he clearly knows that this is the how Edward will receive this information. Yes, and then, yeah, I was for the first half of the movie, I was like, all right. Bella can get together with Jacob; it makes sense to me. So that's <laughs> fine. They're cool, and then he turns into like a complete prick. I'm like, then, oh, okay. Now I hate everyone. <laughs> and then, and then, Edward, except for Anna Kendrick, <laughs> Edward. Instead of like, I don't know, 
calling Alice, who is his actual like reliable source in the area, and and who you would think would immediately call Bella or call Edward and be like, "Hey, it's okay. She's she's safe. Everything's fine." You think you'd think that'd be where they no, no. Edward then is like, "I gotta go kill myself." And so then, but he... the 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 process for vampires that want to commit suicide is super convoluted. Because because they they're hard to kill, which is fine. I mean, all that that was established, and and so he's like, I gotta go provoke these these elder vampires. Um, why why can't it just be, hey, let me go find some random vampires and ask them to kill me. I'll give them all of my money. Yeah. Uh, or hey, my family's pretty tight. They'll do what I want because we're family. They they realize I'm in pain and I'm suffering. I mean, everyone in this movie has an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> am I right? Maybe they'll kill me. I was gonna say that seems like a stretch. I don't know about, I don't know about that. <coughs> I'm, I'm, my point is there are other options than let me go all the way to Italy to go ask this super pompous buffoon vampires to kill me <laughs> well and that's not even like at that point i'm like okay so he knows that these are super powerful vampires he's gonna go try and get them to kill him fine sounds good but then the movie pivots for the next like like we're, we're at this point i'm like okay so this is like this must be the the end this is she she goes she saves him they go home and then fall out from that for maybe like a scene and then we're we're done <laughs> we're wrapping it up but instead, there's like a good 20 minutes after, maybe not 20 minutes, I'm exaggerating, but not by much. Uh, she she goes and, and stops him. And it's actually, I think, a, a nice, I think it's a, a fairly well done scene in terms of um, the Alice is driving like insanely fast down through Italy. I mentioned that in the last the last podcast, I think, maybe I didn't, that, that there's a thing where the, uh, the vampires are supposed to drive real fast because I guess they have good reflexes or whatever. Right. So they brought that in, and she goes swerving through this this festival, and then Bella's running. Bella's got some. Uh, Kristen Stewart, she's got a good run going on. Like she, I've, I feel like she's got some some decent. I liked run that whole it. sequence. I think I think it's I think it's 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 it it incites the same not the same level, but the the same feeling you get uh, when you watch Tom Cruise running in a Mission Impossible movie. Um, <laughs> and she's she's even in a foreign location and everything. And let's so let's, let's not blow. This I said out of not the same feeling. That's but it, not or not the same before. level, but it is the same idea. I'm sorry, even uttering Tom Cruise in comparison to this is, is a stretch <laughs> too far for me. Um, are we sure Tom Cruise isn't a vampire, though? Has I mean, anybody checked? I mean, he was in an interview with a vampire. There you go. Case proven. Uh, she goes running through this... He's a this, bloodsucker, I buy it. <laughs> she goes running through this Italian city, and then she goes and she, she tackles Edward right as he starts to, to step out. Uh, she, it's, it's kind of. I think, I think it's well shot. I think it's, an, it's an effective scene. No, I like and that then, scene quite a bit. And then, you know what I would have liked even more if the rest of the stuff where they're in forks was lit and uh, discolored like the yeah. first movie was. And then when they go to Italy, then everything brightens up. It's, it's the what same is problem. It, what is it? With, it's this. It's Harry Potter yes. and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. It's it's the same exact thing where where it's, they're trying to keep a consistent color palette through the whole movie. I'm like, no. If you thematically change something f- with good reason and it makes sense within the story, completely change the color palette. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It should have yeah, brightened think... up at that point. That would have helped it feel much <coughs> more distinct. Interestingly, I think the only movie we've seen that does that well is Wonder Woman. Take, do with that what you will. No, I agree. Um, 
but yeah, so they uh, she tackles him and she gets him back inside. Yeah, it doesn't actually tackle him, but she gets him back inside. That would have been funnier if she did. <laughs> it would have been pretty great. It's it's like a do like a like a romantic comedy stuff like cliche type thing of like the the oh clumsy girl. I mean, she's supposed to be clumsy. It would be great. And this is like ah clumsy girl. Oh, and then laugh track. They fall into the fountain or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's fine that they do, didn't do, actually do, do that. Do, do, um, do. But then, uh, like like the fact that she falls in the water is what signals him to like pay attention yeah. instead of <laughs> instead of her literally making contact with him. Yes. Um, Bella, what are you doing in that pool? <laughs> uh, he starts playing. You're simply the best. <laughs> um, so then uh, Dakota Fanning shows up. Um, and we get introduced to like five new characters in the span of like a minute. Yep. And I guess And we're then it becomes keep... a whole a completely different movie. For, it's literally for a couple of scenes. Ten minutes of dialogue where a uh, creepy older vampire who is probably an actor he, I, who who plays him? Ar- Ar- Aru? Aru? Let, me, let me look him up Aru? just to make sure I don't mess up the name. I I recognize him from something. I don't I don't know what. Michael Sheen. <laughs> And what else is he? Uh, is I was, he I was thinking Martin Sheen, but that's that's not correct. Not quite. That's not that's not correct. Um, come on, what what movies have you been in? I believe in you. Well, I know he was in uh, the second uh, Tron movie. Sure. <laughs> Good. He was in Alice in Wonderland. Ah. Uh. He was in Underworld Rise of the Lichens. <laughs> Probably the biggest thing he's known for is Frost Nixon. I see. Pretty uh, stellar filmography there. I don't know. He's, he's kind of a character actor. Sure, he pops sure. up in things. It's fine. He's got a distinct <laughs> face. True, true. Um, but yeah, he he is like... <clears throat> he's he's like, hamming it up. No, no, he's fine. Uh, and but he's in a like, movie where everybody is playing it way too straight, he hams it up, and at least I was like, okay, it's, it's a bit of a relief. It's it's a bit of a relief. Um, but yeah, it's it's a long scene of dialogue where he's like figuring out that she can, is like immune, which also like I don't understand because, and, and maybe I'll get into this in the book and it'll make more sense. Um, but like I, yeah, why I know, is she immune to everyone's powers? She, well, she's not. I was gonna say she's she's not immune to like Jasper, the 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 vampire with the crazy blonde hair. Who, uh, oh, Alice Sokka likes. from the Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, in the in the book he like calms her down at times, uh, because that's his power is like emotions and stuff. We need to talk about that opening sequence where he tries to attack her because that was hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I have thoughts. Um, but yeah, he uh, or she is apparently immune to at least all theirs. Um, and and then he's like, well. Too bad we're gonna have to kill you. And it's like, I, and they're like, no, we'll bite her; it'll be fine. And they're like, all right, you can go. Well, well, so he's like, we're gonna have to kill you. Oh yeah, and then there's a fight scene. There's I a fight scene. I completely forgot. It's not the, the worst. Fight scenes. I thought it was bad. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's just like, why is this happening right now? Like, what are we? Where? Did, how did we end up here? Like twenty well, minutes of- ago, we were still wondering if Bella was gonna end up with Jacob. Like, what's yeah. happening here? Well, for um, me, it's it's just. There's not any really fun choreography or anything. It's yeah. just, hey, they're moving really fast. Oh, hey, the yeah. guy slammed Edward into yeah. something. 
Oh, hey, they're moving really fast. Some decent effects. The guy slammed Edward into something. They smash into some stone furniture, and that's about it. Um, I'm like Edward shirtless the whole time. This is all this is very creepy. Like, did Joel Schumacher direct this? The thing is, like, Edward is defending Bella, right, from being killed. But then they go to kill Edward for fighting back, and then she's like, "No, don't kill him. Kill me instead." I'm like, well, they were going to in the like, first place. And then the 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 evil uh, Aru is like, oh, all right, I guess I I get or that's a that's a that's pretty good, uh, you know, like uh, wow, I'm I'm very impressed. And it's like, what? You're the you're the worst deal maker I have ever seen. You you had that was that was already part. They just they just dealt you back something you gave them. I don't know what you like. Anyway, they literally showed you their hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, then then. Uh, Alice is like, no, no, no. She apparently she's been sitting on this knowledge of like, ah, no, Bella's actually going to be a vampire someday. And so they're like, like, well, why were you just sitting on that? And they're like, well, I guess that's fine. I mean, wouldn't I get that, it because wouldn't that have solved so much of this movie's plot if you had just said, yeah, she gets bit in the future? I see. It. Yeah, and it's it's the sort of thing where it's like. It, Maybe she was trying to hide that from Edward so that he wouldn't like be like, "Oh no, she can't become a vampire. I gotta leave forever now." Even though he already did leave forever, I don't know. Um, Why doesn't Bella ask Laurent to bite her? Why doesn't she ask yeah. like half the vampires in this movie to just bite her and get it over with? This, like ma- the- this movie makes no sense. I like the idea that this movie what could could have just been she just goes around looking for vampires. She's like, "Hey, hey, can you can you bite me?" And they're like, "Nah." And she's like, "Yeah." And then she just keeps going vampire to vampire. Travels like halfway around the world. And that's just the movie. Uh, it'd be better than what world's, we got. <laughs> world's angstiest version of Are You My Daddy? Or whatever the, <laughs> the children's book is. Um, <laughs> the What a weird reference. <laughs> You're a weird reference. This is a weird movie. It's appropriate, okay? Okay, yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> but they... Yeah, they're like, okay, well, she's gonna get bit. That's fine, and then and then they leave. It's like, all right, why did we need to talk about that for ten minutes? And well, also, it's, it's... why was this not set up as like this was going to be the final act for the rest of the movie, as opposed to like having like five other acts in between? Yeah, I'm like, well, well, the, even better is is the the final sequence where they they finally like they vote and they they're like Edward, she's chosen. We're gonna bite her. It's gonna be great. And then they go out in the woods and they talk and, and he's like, you know, I, I don't really want this and I've been saying that the whole movie, but, you know, we can hide it. They don't have to. We can hide it from the Volturi. They'll never find out. It's pretty easy to hide things from them. And I'm like... Wait, what is he saying about hiding? I may have missed this. Where, where he's like, oh, we don't have to bite you. Like, we can trick them pretty easily. I'm like, oh, well, wait a... They missed that. He he says that in, like, one line of dialogue, dialogue, and I was like, oh, wait, way to take away the stakes. Apparently the villains can be fooled that easily. (laughs) Okay. I don't remember this. And then when Jacob shows up, and they try and threaten each other, I'm like, you're both idiots. (laughs) Bella is not that special, okay? Well, at least, at least with like, well, I don't know. Bella's a fine character, I guess. Well, with with like, I don't, I don't get the obsession that every guy in this universe has with her. And and the when idea- Anna Kendrick is standing <laughs> right there. Yep. 
at least this movie did what I wanted the first one to do, and it's like, hey, you know the whole plot with her mom or whatever? Yeah, they're just not here. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna bother with that. I'm like, yeah. Yep. You can mention them a couple times and then leave it at that. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, the movie takes one step forward and two steps back. Sure, sure. How do you how do you feel about the uh, the cliffhanger? With uh, it's I, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cliffhanger is that to leave? Is it God? Oh, it's, it's just bizarre. Like, the end of the movie should be her getting bit, right? Like, that should be how the movie ends. I don't know, this ultimatum of, like, you have I mean, to marry me. And, and I'm just like, well, she's going to say yes. There, there's no question in my mind as to what her answer is going to be. <clears throat> sure. She's too... Given how clingy she is to this creep for two movies, she's not going to say No! Yeah, that that cliffhanger had no tension because <laughs> I'm just like cut. Literally, uh, show one more second of footage where she says, "Of course." I remember, I remember um, thinking about halfway through this movie that I was like, because I was thinking about the fact that this is this is something to be appreciated at least, even if it's not executed well, and we'll see how well it's executed over the course of these movies. Is the fact that this is five continuous movies, like that this is a a quote unquote saga. And we don't get a lot of franchises where the idea is that the movie leads directly into the next movie. Yeah, I, I did like that. In terms of continuity, there wasn't anything that just, like, broke. All the motivations were fairly consistent throughout yes. compared to the first one. Like, all that all that worked for me. It was just the foundation set in the first one was very shaky, and then this one does nothing to rectify any of that. Sure, sure. Um, but I was in fact, just... it exacerbates my issues with the first one. Right. I was gonna say because of that, because because that is the the um, the way the franchise is playing. I was thinking about halfway through. I was like, I really want like a really schlocky cliffhanger uh, at the end of and one then, of these, and, got, and then I got, got it, one. and I was like, okay, it sounds good. The ending should have been her getting bit. I don't I don't, I don't yeah. get what the, the the deal is. Um, it is also. I think that is that that can be a little written away in terms of like, it's a. It's it's a romance. You're not really the target audience. I, I would argue. No, no, no. Of, and and, and uh, let's let's throw on that that huge asterisk for all of these reviews. We are not the target audience. So anything I say, take with right. a grain of salt. Because you go go ask a 16 year old girl right now, and she's like, it all makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I think just specifically for I mean I think we have we have valid criticisms, but I think for that one specifically, it's probably also like a that that is the. <laughs> I was gonna say that is a Sinestro getting the the yellow lantern ring at the end of or in the end credits of Green Lantern. Um But no, it at is at least at least this one makes sense. Yes. <laughs> like I get where Edward's coming from with that question. Green Lantern, it contradicts itself with what that movie's trying to say, but that's another story. Let's completely. talk about the themes of Green Lantern now. Um, um There is one very interesting idea in this movie that kind of helped me think about the first one in a different way mm -hmm. but then they proceed to not address it at all for the rest of the movie mm -hmm. Edward's motivation for not wanting to turn Bella is because he thinks he has no soul as a vampire and yes. he thinks all of them yep. are damned that's an interesting idea I was not expecting that and then they do nothing with it Sure. 
I mean, aside from the fact that that is why Edward refuses to turn her. Yeah, but that's it. Like, like that's, I mean, I'm, that, I, I think that's it's, fine. It's as not. A motivation, an, it's really. not an actual conversation. Sure, sure. Between them, like, like she doesn't go. Here's the reasons why I think you do have a soul, and then she just goes X Y Z. Also, we're not damned because we live forever. They do bring it back though when she she says that when they're facing the. Uh, the Volturi, does she not? I forget exactly what the line is, but she she brings something, says something about his soul and the fact that he does have a soul. Um, well, that's something, he's... I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's there. I don't know that 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 was a very interesting concept, and it's because Edward's gone for so long. That's probably part of the problem. I just <clears throat> right that needs to be part of the foundation on which this plot is built, mm-hmm. instead of just an afterthought because we need a motivation for him to leave. Yeah. The whole setup of of him leaving and and telling her that he doesn't love her and all that 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 felt very uh, Nickelodeon teen drama crap to me. Sure. Um, and I know Bella is a teenage girl, so <laughs> but but the whole idea of like they have this epic romance and this connection and and like she's so naive to believe his words like she takes them at face value right i feel like bella's a lot smarter that than that and she should be like no you're yeah why why are you actually leaving i don't know all that felt very very shallow to me sure um and then the whole setup with edward wanting to commit suicide because jacob misinformed him and then (laughs) the manner in which he needs to commit suicide like like once again, I like the moment of him like, oh, he's going to step out into sunlight and expose himself to everyone, and, and she has to save him before he does that. That's a fine moment. The setup all around it makes no sense to me. Right, right. It's way too convoluted. <laughs> it, it, it feels very much like Stephanie Meyer thought of this great moment that she can have in the third act of her story. And then she was just like, eh, whatever, I need to get us there. It's fine. I would be hesitant to say to say that because I'm not sure how much of it is the movie versus the uh, the book that's true but i will i will give it i i should be able to give an update on that at some point um but yeah in general for for this movie definitely that that feels like i mean because that's even at the beginning like that's part of the dream sequence at the very beginning yeah as is her running through there so it's like oh this is clearly the thing that we're and i think that is actually in the preface of the book so maybe that is exactly what has happened here but um but 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 the two things this movie really needed to focus on Edward thinking he's damned and doesn't have a soul, and that's why he doesn't want to turn her, and her being afraid of aging. Yeah, those needed to be the two things. This thing, this which movie is another thing, on. is that like the entire beginning of this, she's freaking out about the fact that she's turning a year older. Um, in the movie, it's just I, I like, like I like how it starts. It's very Spider Man too. Like the, there are so many connections yes. to the Spider Man movies in, in these, but but like it spins the whole opening like twenty minutes is her birthday, kind of mm-hmm. like how it's Peter's birthday at the beginning of of Spider Man two. Sure, um, and it's kind of just a day in the life with her, and I it doesn't really matter. It's kind of a waste of time, but I, I do like the whole thing where she's like, "Oh, I don't want gifts," and then everyone proceeds to get yeah. her a gift. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say the the whole reason she like hates her birthday, at least from from her perspective in the book, is that she's getting another year older yeah. and she's aging past what Edward was when he turned. They do 
talk about that briefly. Do but they I don't mention feel it? Maybe like, I missed it. Well, there, there's a conversation that she has with him where she brings that up, but I don't think that's enough at the fore. True. Once yeah, again, there's so many ideas about. that I, I think are actually really interesting and kind of help with the world building and, and mm-hmm. making this universe feel more complex, and it's just all in the background. Right. It's not at the fore because we need it's to not focus really on this movie. Oh, Taylor Lautner got high. <laughs> <laughs> and he, him and his his shirtless buddies are just going to go running around the woods for 25 minutes. Yep. I was going to say another another point at the at the before we loop back around to that opening birthday party scene. Or not opening, but that birthday party scene. <clears throat> um another weird thing was that like <clears throat> I'm dying. <clears throat> it happens every episode, it's fine. Uh Rosalie the uh the the blonde vampire who is with the colons or that she's one of the colons um she has like this this nice little little monologue where she <clears throat> explains like oh you know i'm i'm voting against you because i would never wish anything upon you and i'm so sorry for how i treated you all is and the i'm vote like at the beginning or the end the end the end this is okay. this is from the end um uh, and and she's she's like i'm so sorry for my attitude towards towards both of you but i don't want to wish this upon you bella and i'm like has, has the movies have the movies at this point shown any of her like not liking Edward and Bella, except yeah. for maybe like one scene? No, no, no. They, they Is there more that. of that? Well, well, when they have the dinner scene in the first one, she's the one that freaks out and breaks the salad when when yes. Bella's like, "Oh, I've already eaten," and then she and then she. I think they get into an argument there, um, but then later on, um, when Bella's being attacked by James, uh, she's like, she's the one that goes. Why are we doing this? Why are we protecting her? Like, there's a couple of moments okay. in, in that one. It just felt um, very. Like, I think during the baseball maybe. scene, she gives Bella several dirty looks. That's true. Maybe there's not there then. Why I, am I, I was... defending Twilight? There you go. Um, okay. I was I was thinking more from the, the the book perspective. I know that that's like a she's con or constantly like on her mind or whatever. Yeah, I couldn't remember that. But you're, you're maybe there's maybe there's more to that than I'm thinking of. So anyway. The paper cut. That felt so convenient in terms yeah. of, of just a plot point that happens, sure. and with and that I would mean, be that would be bad enough. I could accept that. That could be like, oh, Spider Man Two. There's coincidences in whatever you know, um, all over the place. Uh, but then Edward proceeds to throw her into the wall. Causing her to cut herself even more, and then her whole arm is just covered in blood. I'm like, you made the situation worse. <laughs> Edward, let's talk about decisions. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, some of the scenes, it feels like they're, they're trying to like make it more tense, and they're trying to escalate yes. things. I'm like, this is just comical. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the general idea of, like, th- this is the inciting moment that causes Edward to leave her, because... This is bound to happen at some point because the humans are not supposed to live with the vampires. Yeah. Um, however, <laughs> it's not even really a problem, but I cannot get the fact out of my head that this entire that entire scene works exactly the same way. If you ex- imagine that Jasper is just extremely angry that she's spilled blood on the carpet, because <laughs> it doesn't show them getting angry until the blood drops. Like it shows yeah. she she holds her finger up and it's like, oh, there's a paper cut. There's a this, this, this blood, and she's not even thinking about it. And at that point, everyone should have just immediately lose their mind. But then it shows the drop of blood land on the carpet, and then they're that like, "That stain's Whoa! never coming out." And then, 
It's, it's even better because you're buying us a new carpet, Bella. It's, it's better because Edward throws her, uh, <laughs> keep her away from Jasper, and then he he looks over, um, and and Alice is trying to calm. She's like, "It's it's just a drop of blood. It's okay." And then they look over, and it's all on their on her arm. And so then they're all like, "Oh God, like you've you've completely ruined the carpet." <laughs> Well, I guess it's time to burn down the house and get a new one. <laughs> yeah. So that was my experience watching this movie. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I guess we haven't really talked about the werewolf stuff that much. Surprisingly I little a, to say about it. I, feel like. well, I was a little confused by the logistics of what happens because they don't exactly explain what happens to Jacob to turn him into like an aggressive werewolf. Like, so is is the idea like it's a mute mutation? Like, like X Men? They only they say genes. And they say genes, and they say it's, there's a line where it's and I, I so basically the movie hormones because, kick in and he turns into a werewolf. Is that well, the idea? no, they, 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 there's a line that I rewound like rewound like twice because i wanted to make sure i caught it and i kept missing it um where where he says uh they're on the beach and he tells her that it's a it's genetic and b it happens when a vampire is like like it, the 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 mutation kicks in when a vampire is nearby or like hmm. like like comes to the area interesting um, so i guess and i guess in this case that's supposed to be uh, because they they talk throughout the movie about how uh, there's hikers getting killed, which is apparently supposed to be Victoria and Laurent, the dreadlocks vampire, and um, so I guess in this case that they're supposed to be the ones that are are causing them to turn into werewolves, because maybe because there wasn't a a pact before, or there was a pact before with the Coens. I don't really know exactly, but yeah. basically that's the idea: is that they triggered the mutation because they're out and about. Yeah, they don't talk about that nearly enough. Once again, semi-interesting idea, not enough in the four. Right. Yeah, because I, I was very confused as to what the cause was. I didn't know if it was genetic. I didn't know if it was like like a, a thing where if a werewolf bites you, you turn into a werewolf. They didn't really explain that at all because no. I feel like at that point, Jacob would go, Hey, you want to be a werewolf, Bella? It's totally <laughs> cool if you want to be a werewolf. Well, no, because they they do show the one lady who got mauled by her her werewolf fiance. Um, yeah, and then I guess she's not a werewolf. And I she guess does not appear to be a werewolf. So, also, do werewolves live forever? See, these are very basic questions that I want to know because I don't know the differences between classic mythological werewolves and and vampires, sure, and sure. then what we are presented in this. Like Bella should be asking basic questions like, oh, if you're a vampire, what garlic? Uh, I mean steak obvious obvious one uh mirrors the movie is called new moon the the werewolves transform whenever they feel like it yeah whatever <laughs> so, no i'm saying that's an obvious one to, for her to be like hey so what what about that like what about, yeah. don't you isn't it the full moon do, or whatever do do silver bullets kill yeah you? yeah she says cocking her gun uh, <laughs> van helsing is my favorite movie <laughs> but yeah like this movie's priorities are just in the wrong places, I feel. Yeah. And I feel like there's not enough of an overarching plot. It just feels like a series of subplots. Right. And we're just kind of interchangeably going back and forth between them until the movie's just over. When when Lauren the Dreadlocks Vampire showed up, I was 
I thought for sure that that was going to be. It felt okay, like, now now the story is beginning. Yes. Well, it felt like that was going to be like okay, so we have a more tightly plotted story here in terms of of acts and things happening and events. Yeah. But then it kind of turned out that that was not the case at all, and perhaps it was worse than the first one. Yeah. So I don't know. Do we even need to really say just how unhealthy and crazy Bella and Edward's relationship is? Sure. Because I feel like we didn't really get into that much in the first one, other than we were like, it's kind of creepy and weird. Yeah. This one, it's it's emotionally damaging. Yes. And as I'm thinking about the rest of these movies, I want Bella to get out of this situation. <laughs> I want her... No, I want her yep. to get to... I'm serious. I want her to no, get to the end of this and realize, oh, I don't need either one of these losers. And then she just leaves. Yep. Team Bella. Like she... Am I right? I... I'm Team Bella. <laughs> or no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not Team Bella because she's too psychotic. I'm. I'm Team uh, Kendrick. I'm Team, team Ken- Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Not even her character's name. <laughs> yeah, just the actress Anna Kendrick. <laughs> um. But yeah, just Bella's physically seeing Edward there giving her advice. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. You're crazy. You're a crazy person. You need help. Like yeah. all these people need psychiatric <laughs> help. Which they do address. They, they they do have Charlie be like at the beginning, be like, "Uh, this isn't this isn't normal." Yeah, they do try and lampshade it, but then at the end, it's like, "No, epic romance. They're in love. It's sure. fine." Like Anna Kendrick, she's like, "Why are you on this suicidal binge? What's wrong with you?" Like, yeah. they do try and and talk about it a bit, but most of the time, Bella doesn't really say anything in response. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked when she was hanging out with with uh, Jacob and fixing up bikes because yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're actually like talking to each other. They're they're hanging out. They're doing things. They're not just laying in the woods staring at each other. Like that was that was something that was desperately missing from the first Twilight in terms of developing Bella and Edward's relationship. Mm-hmm. Like even a simple montage of them just doing things. Yeah. Like, the most they do is they climb up the tree, and then, like, there's a wide shot where they're talking to each other in the tree. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed more. Yep. But then Jacob turns out to be an unlikable prick, so... That that whole thing where they're going off to Italy, and he's he's like, Bella, please don't go. Don't go. Don't do this. And she should just be like... You know, you're the reason he's going off to commit suicide because you you misinformed him about the situation. This is on you if he dies. We're not friends anymore. Like that should be the end of it. Like she she should not be friends with Jacob at that point. (laughs) I don't know why it's even a choice at the end of this movie that that everyone thinks she might she might go with Jacob. I'm like no, she's she's obsessed with Edward, like, to a psychologically damaging degree. I know what decision she's making. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super unhealthy and creepy, and to be fair, one thing that this movie really hits on that the first one didn't was Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Like, yes. I think the first shot of her waking up, like, she's got Romeo and Juliet next to her on her bed... And then obviously they're watching the movie in class, mm-hmm. and then that kind of leads into to Edward going. At least they could commit suicide. Yeah, like they had the choice. Yeah, 
Um, that, that's a luxury I don't have. Even though you do <laughs> kind of... Eh! Yeah, it's... Ah, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> but But they do try and hint that maybe we're not supposed to think of it in necessarily modern terms. It's supposed to be like a classic romance. Sure. Like Romeo and Juliet, which if you actually look like plot point by plot point, it's very, it's a very messed up relationship where they just fall in love at, at first sight. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not very realistic. Yep. It's, it's super melodramatic. So I, I don't know if this movies, these movies have kind of earned that defense in terms of just being a melodramatic romance. So don't worry about it too much. Yeah. But I don't know, especially because of this, these these books and, and these movies are such an influence on like young girls in terms of what they think romance is, sure, I guess. Sure. And I don't want to be an authority on this because I'm not, but I don't know. Sure. It's 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 very very mixed in the signals it's sending well, about being a strong independent woman that don't need no man. Right. And at the same time, if your man leaves you, you will be irreverably irrevocably damaged mm-hmm. I mean it's the difference between something like this and, and something that came out arguably arguably as a, a sort of cultural response to um, Fifty Shades of the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy which was inspired by this yeah ripped off from this um, which and, just exacerbates the problem yes uh, but but I was going to say the, the Netflix show You um, which I don't know. I don't know what the general consensus is in terms of how people like that show, uh, but I, I watched that. Quite enjoyed it. Um, and there, there's kind of throughout the sh- the idea for any anyone who's not familiar is that it's about this guy who is like obsessed with this girl, and he's literally a stalker and like just completely insane, and is like trying to control her life. <clears throat> and you get his inner monologue throughout the entire show. Uh, we were talking about narration uh, last episode probably some of the best narration in terms of that that I've seen in a in a medium uh, because a lot of the times he'll say stuff that is very clearly meant to be like wow that's really messed up but he doesn't realize it right. like or like he'll be such, like a, a major hypocrite about like this this person's trying to control her life what a monster or things like that it's like a semi-satire of stories like this. Yes, yes. It, it very much is like the the dark brooding man is not always good for you. Yeah. Um and so uh, I, I think there is something to be said for that and the fact that there's not really a lot of like self-awareness in terms in this in terms of because I think reading the book so far at least it's it's given me more of a feeling of like uh, Stephanie Meyer I, I think at least I hope at least is, is very aware of the fact that she is writing from a like teenage girl's perspective and therefore like it is sort of like I think we're as the reader you're supposed to kind of be like Acknowledging that she's not having normal reactions to things, and that she is like obsessive, basically, and it's 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 not necessarily the whereas like, the, the, the movie doesn't never paint her in a bad light. It's, yes. it's always kind of on her side, even though we should be more concerned about her than on her side. Yes, it's problematic. It's very problematic. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's the Twilight Saga: New Moon. <laughs> I 
don't know. Is there anything else you really wanted to cover about this? I, I, I think I've kind of said my piece on it. No, I think I think we covered it. Okay. Um, I'm going flat D. Okay. Like I said, there's still some stuff I liked. Oh, I liked her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he continues to be really fun and enjoyable. Uh, I feel like at this point he should know what's up in terms of vampires and werewolves. <laughs> and that. No, because we need a, a normal person for Bella to bounce yes. her thoughts and feelings off of. I, I think we're, we're in dangerous need of that. And he would be the person. Yes. And she just kind of plays teenage girl and doesn't want to talk to him. Which, mm-hmm. realistic, I guess, but... Sure. We needed that. Sure. Anyway, D. I think I'm going D as well. So we have we have aligned on this one after... I think I was lower on the first one. Yeah. The first one has a charm that this one doesn't have, and I think that goes to it's 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 cheaper. It, at least it feels a lot cheaper. Um, and, and just how awkward and weird it is sure. helps with a lot of it helps me to accept a lot of it whereas this one is just it's played more straight it's played more extravagant it's played more melodramatic right and the story there is not enough of a story really to help mm-hmm. with structure with with managing all the different plots that are going on half of half of the events in this movie are completely unnecessary everything with victoria can just be gone it's just a mess and it's it's one of those things where like you were saying since it's 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 a series like each one leads into the next one i want to go maybe it'll pay off in a compelling <laughs> way with victoria and maybe maybe all this stuff is is meant to be here for a reason and maybe the voltori stuff it'll end up paying off and i know they show up later but maybe the seeds they plant here will end up paying off I I doubt it. I, I I have a feeling I'm going to be like, no, we could have just not had Victoria for a movie. We didn't need the Volturi set up here. Like we could have just had that later. Sure, sure. <laughs> I feel like that's what's going to end up happening. I don't know for sure, of course, but anyways, um, yeah, it's, it's just missing the charm of the first one, and mm. the first one had like barely any charm, <laughs> like just enough sure. charm to keep me from disliking it. I don't know. I'm I'm very worried now. <laughs> I'm very concerned. Especially after what you refer to as a cliffhanger. <laughs> like, it would be great happened. if the next movie just starts and it's just her being like, yeah, sounds good. It's. Uh, we're also gonna have to. We're gonna have to hold them to task for uh, the shot of her and, and Edward running through the woods with her sparkling, that that Alice sees. Uh, we gotta. We gotta see if they use the exact same shot at some point in a later movie. Continuity is important. I don't care. <laughs> you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at hctsequels. Uh, you can find us. Uh, on iTunes, if you search Here Come the Sequels, and you can find us through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. Um, if, if you have been following the podcast, you, you are probably aware that YouTube uh, suspended our account for spam, uh, which we attempted to fight, and YouTube was like, no. 
Uh, we don't really understand why that happened. We have gotten no explanation of that. Uh, we, we were intending to take our talents to Daily Motion. Unfortunately, they discovered our ties to the Mexican cartel, uh, selling many, many thousands of kilograms of, of cocaine across the border every year. Um, and as such, they have uh, suspended our account there as well. Uh, so we are going to be forced to move to Vimeo, which is, after all, the superior video hosting service. Yup. <laughs> Ditto. So next week, we're going to be talking about the Twilight Saga Eclipse. <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> you were so excited about this for so long. I was and so I was, excited. I was much more hesitant, and then by the time I, I accepted it, I feel I feel like you you did not realize what you were in for. I had I had braced myself. I, I it, it once again this the first one I was fine with, and, and like at, at the end of the, that episode, I was like, oh, I'm excited to see the next one. I want to know where this goes. And then this one, much like a you know something like Venom, it lulled me into a false sense of security <laughs> with the beginning, where I'm like, oh, these are interesting ideas. I wonder where it'll go. And then it just spun its wheels for two and a half hours. Yep, I was not happy. <laughs> Good stuff. This movie is boring. Like that is mm-hmm. the one word I would use to describe it. Um. Anyways, next week, Eclipse, um, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Art is subjective. Nothing is real. Indeed.